The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I wanted to share with you a few little stories about Gedolim, what they did in order to make other people feel good. <clears throat> I remember the, the, the Blues of a Rebbe from Barapak, and he lived through the war, and there were a lot of stories that came out about him. And I had a friend that was a Blues of a Chassid, and he would always tell me stories about the Blues of a Rebbe. It was unbelievable. So he said, and this story happened to be a very famous story, the Blues of a Rebbe used to take a walk every day, and every person that he met on the way, he would smile at him and tell him good morning. And if he knew his name, he would say good morning, mister, good morning, hello, rabbi, good morning, mister, everybody. Yid, goy, it didn't matter. If you're a person, he said hello. <coughs> there, was a, there was a goy there, a farmer, a, a regular parrots, a, a shvacha goy, a peasant. And his name was Herr Miller, Mr. Miller. And every morning the Blue Rebbe would tell him, Good morning, Mr. Miller. Good morning, Mr. Miller. The first bunch of times, the first few months, Mr. Miller would ignore him because, first of all, you're a dirty Jew. And second of all, no one says good morning to me. Why should I be taking a good morning from a fellow Jew? But he didn't stop. And the Blue Rebbe every day would go by him and say, Good morning, Mr. Miller. Good morning, Mr. Miller. Eventually, the Blues of a Rebbe broke him, and he started to smile. And he would say, thank you, good morning, Rabbi Shapiro, Rabbi Spiro, whatever they called him. And this went on for months and months, and eventually years. One day, unfortunately, the Nazis, Yimachshimam, came to town. And the Blues of a Rebbe was rounded up together with everybody else. And he was sent to work camps, and he went from one camp to another camp to another camp. Finally, he came to his final destination, Auschwitz. And he was online and he heard about that there's a guy standing there, rechts, links, rechts, links. And if you went to the right, it was L'chaim. And if you went to the left, it was Lamavas. And the Blues of Rebbe had no idea what's going to happen to him. He's an old, he was already probably in his 40s, maybe 50s. And he was coming to, uh, he was online. And he was starving to Hashem. Hashem helped me, Hashem saved me. He didn't know what's going to be. And suddenly there's only one person in front of him before the guy that's deciding if you're living or dying. And the guy moved on, and then he stood face to face with this Miller guy. And he said, Good morning, Herr Miller. And Herr Miller told him under his breath, Good morning, Rav Shapiro. Rechts, L'chaim. And why? It's Poshet. Because he got that good morning every day. And he made an impression. And he saw the only person that's saying good morning to him is this Lujah Rebbe. And then when he came, it automatically came back, that he got Chaim because of that. Rabbi Vigda Nebenzal says that he had an uncle that was a big lawyer in Germany. And um, when he, when he, when he uh, was, the Germans were starting to Judenrein Germany, one day, one of the neighbors came and knocked on his door and said, tomorrow they're coming for you at 4 o'clock in the morning. Run away tonight. And Rabbi Victor Nebensal said that his uncle packed his bags, and before he left, he went down to the neighbor to thank him. And he says, tell me, if you know everybody who's getting picked up tonight and tomorrow, why am I the only person that you came and gave this warning to? They picked up many other people in the building already. And he says, Rabina, 
You're the only person that says good morning, good afternoon, and good night to me in the whole building. Not a Yid, not a Goy. And such a person doesn't deserve to be killed by the Germans. And therefore I'm telling you, so you should run away. This story I heard many, many years ago, probably when I was a Bukhar. It was a young man learning in Ponovich, and that's a Shovika. And one day, he opens up the mail. It's an invitation. You could see right away as soon as you get the, the envelope. You know right away it's a constant invitation. He opens up the invitation, and he pulls out the invitation, and he sees a name of a Bukhar. He's thinking, who's this Bukhar? I remember the name. And he remembered that this is an English Bukhar, a Bukhar from England. Shine, very nice. He's getting married in England. Very nice of him to send me an invitation. I mean, I wasn't that close to him, but I was friendly with him. I said hello to him. Anyways, he's about to throw it out, and he sees that there's still something in, in the thing. He says he expects me to send back a return card to England. He sticks his hand in the envelope, and he pulls it out, and he sees traveling airplane ticket. For those that don't know, today everything's digital, but not more than, let's say, 15, 20 years ago, all the tickets were written out by a travel agent, and it was a real ticket. It was a a rectangle piece of paper. It had red on it and and, and, and different carbon, and it went for a few sheets, and and this one got one copy, the other guy got another copy, whatever. It It was a real ticket. And he got the ticket to come to the Hasana. So he says, Oy vey, what do I have with this guy that he wants? He's giving me a ticket to the Hasana? It must be a mistake. He put the ticket into a wrong invitation. So what does he do now? Stop to waste the ticket. If they don't use the ticket, it's going to go in the garbage. So he decides that he has to speak to this Hasana and tell him and find out who really is supposed to get the ticket. So he goes and he goes to the yeshiva and he tells the yeshiva that this Nizbacha is an alumni and he's getting married. And I have to talk to him. Can you get me the number? They say, sure, here's the number. They told out his card, his parents, phone number. They gave him the number. He calls England and he calls and he speaks to the chosan and he tells him, thank you so much for sending me an invitation. The guy says, thank you so much. I can't wait till you come to my chasana. That's why I sent you tickets. He says, tell me something. I mean, you must have much better friends than me to send tickets to. Why are you sending me a ticket to come to your chasana? He says, I'll tell you my entire Hatzlacha in Lima Ratayra is all because of you. He says, me? What did I do? He says, I'll tell you what you did. I came to Yeshiva Ponovich. I didn't know the language. I didn't know the Bukhrim. I didn't like the food. I didn't, I hated my Dira where I stayed. I didn't like my roommates. I had a miserable time. Nothing kept me there. And every day it got worse and worse and worse. And finally, I came to the point where I plotzed. And I made up my mind, I'm going home. I went to my room, and I packed everything up, and filled up my suitcases, and I, I was going to go the next day, and get myself a ticket, and move home. And I was coming to Yeshiva, to, I went to Davin Meirev. And I walked into Meirev, you were walking into Meirev at the same time. And the first thing you did was, you smiled at me, you said hello to me, and you said, how are you doing? And you went, and my collar was bent up, and you went and you fixed my collar, and made, made me look presentable, you said, oh, now you could have with a nice suit, your collar straight, beautiful. And you're the first person that looked at me since I came to Yeshiva. No one said two words to me, and all of a sudden you're asking me how I am, and you're fixing my collar, and you gave me such adrenaline to continue to, to, that I am wanted here, that I am noticed, that I am somebody here, that I decided, I came back to my room, and I undid my boxes and my suitcases, and I put everything back in my, in my shelves, and I decided I'm staying. And Itaka stayed, and I became more friends with more guys, and I started learning more, and I became a tremendous Tamad Chacham. And it's all because of you. And that's why I'm sending you a ticket. And that's why 
you know, we don't know, but sometimes we do something, and that little thing makes such a difference. And Tuzaf, it's the Ven Shinayim Mechalov. Finally, one more story before we get to the war story. The Hilige Rebel Yashiv, Rabbi Yosef Shalom El Yashiv, Zechatanik Lavracha, had a very Choshev We all know he was called the Leshem. He wrote a Sefer on Kabbalah, Leshem Shmoy Vachlomo, and he was called the Baal HaLeshem. This Sefer on Kabbalah was so popular that it actually made it to Iraq, and the Ben Ishchai got a copy of the Sefer. And the Ben Ishchai devoured the Sefer, and he had such honor from it. And one time, somebody from Iraq was making Aliyah, and he came to Gezegenzuch with the Ben Ishchai. And the Ben Ishchai told him, where are you going? He says, he's going to Aliyah, he's going to move to Yerushalayim. So the Ben Ishchai told him, can you do me a personal favor? He says, Avada. He says, go in Yerushalayim, there's a Yid there, the Balaleshem, his name is Aravel Yashiv, and find out where he is, and go to him, and tell him that the Ben Ishchai, I'm sure he heard of me, the Ben Ishchai in Iraq said that he loves Yosefer, and he is so consumed with it that he knows the whole thing by heart. And it's unbelievable, he, mamish, he wishes there was more. <clears throat> the guy comes to Yerushalayim, and he puts down his stuff where he went. The first thing he's doing when he has a free moment, he's going to find the Balaleshem. He comes and he knocks on the door of Rebel Yashiv, the, the Zeder, the Balaleshem. And he comes in, and he says, come in. And he says, I'm a Yid, I come from Iraq, I just made Aliyah to Yisrael. And I have a message to you from the Ben Ishchai. And he tells him about the Ben Ishchai. He says, of course I know the Ben Ishchai, I heard of the Ben Ishchai, I read his Svarim. And he tells him what the Ben Ishchai said about the Sefer. The Leshem got up, and he went to a cabinet, and he took out a bunch of papers. And he says, Yid, I want to tell you something. These are the papers for Chalik Bays. And I didn't know, should I print it or not? Why? I printed Chalik Aleph. I did not get one compliment on the Sefer. Not one. And I said, if, I, if no one appreciates it, why am I printing Chalik Bays? But now... That you tell me that not only was it a compliment, but from the Ben a compliment, I have to tell you, I'm going to print the second chalik right now. What was it? A regards, a compliment. And because of that, Gans Klayosel has, the Leshem And if not for that compliment, who knows what would have happened. Maybe some Enekel, maybe Ali El Yashif would have gone and printed the Eltazay the Sefer, maybe. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.